Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello there. Happy World Pasta Day. Indeed. Get your packs of fusilli out and get cooking. What a good day to be alive, right? I'm Hannah. I'm Adeline. And this is Going Going Off Track. Track. Hello, this is episode one of a podcast that we've decided to make. Um, So we're third year students at Loughborough University. I'm a human biology student. I'm studying sports science, physical education and coaching. Quite hefty, but I said it. (laughs) (laughs) AKA, how to put out cones and blow whistles. Hey, none of that today. None of that. I get enough bullying. We wanted to make a podcast that's about sport, but not actually about sport. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, So we're going to talk about like all the aspects of sport that don't really get talked about like the social side of sport yeah so hannah and i we're both athletes so we came up with the name going off track as it has two connotations going off the athletics track but also waffling a little bit about the different sides of sport that people may not see the invisible injuries such as mental health um the social side of things, the impact of peer support, coach relationships, stuff like this. Yeah. We'll delve more into this side of things. Yeah, absolutely. But today we're going to kick off with introducing ourselves and mm-hmm. telling you guys about our sport journeys and why we think we might be a little bit qualified to talk about this topic. A little bit, <laughs> indeed. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a tad. Um, um, and we're going to start every episode with our favourite sports story of the week. Just something that maybe has inspired yeah, us. Yeah, maybe tickled our brains and we want to share it, you know? Yeah, we want to tell the world. Um, and it might it might have inspired the, uh, the theme of the podcast as we get into further episodes, but today mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. Today we're just we're having a little fun, you know, setting some the scene. Positivity to the world, if you will. Indeed. So, do you want to go first, or should I go first? I'll, I'll kick it off. You yeah, know, I mean, it's ads. it's not really a story as such, but I just wanted to talk about it. You know. Yeah, I'm excited. So, kicking it off with the sad passing of the late Sir Bobby Charlton. I just, oh, I just found, yeah. I found a few facts about this wonderful gentleman who I assume many people look up to. So, first of all, he was part of the 1966 England World Cup winning team, as most people know him for. But in the same year, he won the Ballon d'Or, the first English man to do so, which is incredible. It means he was the best footballer in Europe at that time. Um, He joined the club as a youth player in Manchester United, made 750 appearances, scored 249 goals. Hefty amount, that is, Bobby. Wowee, that's a lot of goals. But he also was involved in the Munich air disaster, which I hadn't actually heard about. So he actually was a survivor in 1958, which claimed many lives of his Manchester United teammates, but he survived with minor injuries. So he went through all of that, but was such an inspiration. So respect to you, Sir Bobby Charlton. Rest in peace. That's what a good way. Let's remember Sir Bobby Charlton for Mm -hmm. all his amazing goals and all the work that he's done. Absolutely. Um, Mine is more positive. <laughs> Tell me, Hannah. That's why I thought I'd start with that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Mine is actually kind of... Uh, well, it's a little bit late. It's not the most relevant in the news today. But mm-hmm. um, it's from the beginning of October. So I don't know who is a gymnastics fan, but I sure am. Oh, yeah. Um, Love a bit of that. And the gymnastics world championships were going on at the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. They finished on the 8th. And Simone Biles, who... Uh, have you heard of Simone Biles? Absolutely. What an yeah, icon. I was going to say, I think even if you're not a fan of gymnastics... Yeah, probably the best American gymnast. You've heard about... I'm one of the best American athletes. She's a Absolutely. legend. Incredible. She, in this World Championships, she won her 30th medal of her career. Um, and she's still so young, isn't she? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
and she won four gold medals this championships um and so yeah on the last day she won a golden floor and she won a golden beam but i just think this is particularly inspirational because she had to drop out of the tokyo 2020 olympics because she had a bit of a mental block which a lot of gymnasts get about twisting and it's Mm -hmm. nice to see that even like a top tier elite super incredible athlete can still get mental blocks like the rest of us and can it can be massively like have a massive impact on your career absolutely but she's come back better than ever mm-hmm. and she's done a lot of interviews about how she's kind of changing her mindset as she's come back to the sport mm-hmm. um focusing more on herself and uh, personal goals rather than kind of getting medals and trying to perform absolutely and i think you can tell with her performance at the world championships that it's working for her. So Completely. I just think that's, that's really nice. I, absolutely. I just think she's transparent. She's unapologetically her. What you get is what you see, yeah. you know? So I'm just, she's such an inspiration and she's not afraid to talk about her struggles, yeah. which is what would really link with a, with younger generation of gymnasts. They they look and see it's not all straightforward, you know? That would definitely yeah, help them, I It hope. completely inspires so many athletes. Yeah. I, love, I love that she is so transparent and wears her heart on her sleeve a lot, like when she's competing. You can mm-hmm. see if she's angry, you can see if she's mad, but it Absolutely. shows that she's passionate, which is why I love yeah. her. Yeah, I so, love that. Lovely story. Shout out Simone Biles, yeah. shout out Bobby Charlton. Absolutely. Two inspirations. So... Moving on to the main body of today's podcast, we're going to talk about our sporting journeys. Yes. All the way from when we popped out the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I mean, if you call that a sport, seeing the midwife. <laughs> um, so, how are we going to do this? <laughs> Um, well, you go ahead, Hannah. Yeah. I'm intrigued because I pr- okay. I don't really know exactly your sporting journey, but I know we have since crossed paths yeah, at this current stage. A little bit of context. So, so me and Ads are athletes here at Loughborough, um, which we'll get onto in this bit. But we met before Loughborough doing athletics. I hopped along to the triple jump training session at Crawley, and Ads was Excuse there. Excuse the pub. <laughs> <laughs> good um, and so yeah we've been we've been doing sport together for quite a while but pre-ads i did do sport <laughs> so um, my nickname is ads by the way oh, pre-ads yes. she was doing still doing sport don't worry um so i wasn't the catalyst for this journey <laughs> kind of um i started kind of topical uh, after the simone biles chat but i started doing gymnastics when i was two Oh, I, so I, I young, was a bubba. I barely walking. I probably couldn't oh. even walk. It's probably bum shuffling along. <laughs> um, but I was watching the 2004 Olympics, and this is all like I don't remember this at all. This is purely my parents telling me this, so it could be a lie, but I like to think it's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was watching the 2004 Olympics at the ripe old age of two. It was on the TV, and there was a girl on the beam, and I pointed at the TV, and I was like, I want to do that. And so my parents were like, sure thing and they signed me up so I started doing literally like baby toddler gymnastic sessions um and I did it all the way up until I was 14 or 15 I stopped in year 10 um but in the meantime I actually I got to a fairly decent level I was doing regional championships to be fair when I first started like competing at regional champs, I lost every single time. <laughs> like I would It's all about taking part. Yeah, resilience at uh-huh. its finest. Absolutely. Because I reckon I didn't win my first medal till I was like eleven maybe. 12? But see you persisted and you got there and that's what not many athletes can mentally do. 
Thanks, Abs. Yeah. No, yeah, but no I, I do think I do think that's true because I loved the sport so much. Uh-huh. I just I had such a great time doing it that for me, while it was sad when I lost, um, and I would cry after every competition. I, it didn't make me want to stop. Yeah. Um, and just gave me a very sympathetic look, which is fair <laughs> enough because it's quite sad. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for your past self. But um, I, so I was at one club for probably till I was about 11 or 12 and they were great. I had such a good time. Met some of my best friends. I did artistic gymnastics, so floor, vault, beam and bars. I was definitely best at the beam. Two-year-old me predicted that I would be. Um and then I moved to a different club and that's I think that's where my gymnastics actually really like took off so I I started winning some medals then and that was really exciting so I was regional beam champion a few times uh regional all-around bronze medalist and silver medalist a few times that is Um, brilliant but my favorite competitions were twin piece competitions which is where you got in a pair with one of so i had like my closest friends at gymnastics and you just be in a pair with one of your best mates and one of you would do two disciplines so i would always do beam and vault and the other friend would do the other two disciplines so she'd do floor and bars and you compete together and you get a score that's so fun it was like uh, having that peer support ever. i would need that that's so fun <laughs> i didn't really know that so that's good yeah it's, it's an interesting type of competition it's mm-hmm. not something you see at the olympics but yeah. it's something that was common mm-hmm. um so yeah um that was me up until i kind of well i had i guess it was a crossover i started secondary school and i was literally involved in every sport under the sun like i was like what can't I do? Like, try and stop me. I was doing hockey. <laughs> what can I not do? Um, turns out I can't do rugby. We'll get onto that yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But, um, no, I was I was playing lots of sports. And it was nice because at my secondary school, there was lots of access to sport, which I think is really valuable when you're young because it allowed me to explore, like, other things outside of gymnastics. Gymnastics is one of those sports that takes over your whole life. Um, but then I went to school and my horizons were opened a bit about outdoor sports. Um and that's where I found athletics. And so I was I was a decent runner and my athletics coaches at school were like, hey, maybe you should be on the team. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> then um, they, when, I don't know if you had this, but when we competed at school, you had to do a track and a field event. So they were like, you yeah. can run, but you need to do a field yeah. event. And I feel like the jumps were kind of neglected, you know. You weren't really one to go into a jumps originally. Like, I yeah. mean, like, in general. It's like, it's one that kind of, that discipline chooses you rather than vice versa. Yeah, well, I feel like, <laughs> like you say, it's always like, who's the spare who's going to do yeah. the jump? Who's going to, like, take one for the team and do high jump mm-hmm. or do long jump? I loved high jump. Yeah. I think it's the gymnast in me. Um, mm-hmm. So I was still doing gymnastics, but I was also doing a bit of athletics, competing for the school. Um, and then it hit year 10. And in year 10, as a girl, is when you can start triple jumping. Yes. Is, yeah, so, yeah, the biological aspects allow you to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because women you're have, old enough. Well, it takes a bit longer for our bones and things to yeah. develop. Mm-hmm. So hit year 10, and my coach was like, at school, was like, hey, you might be a good triple jumper. And turns out I kind of was. Um, so I started triple jumping, and then the rest is pretty much history i joined an athletics club i joined my local athletics club this was this was pre-ads as well <laughs> this was um oh, your life must have been so boring it was, it was, it was horrible i hated it <laughs> um and so there i was doing a bit of everything i actually i was a heptathlete for a bit did you know that 
I didn't. I was a heptathlete, but I couldn't throw the javelin for the life of me. So my, my final heptathlon, I dipped out because I got three no throws in the jab. So valid, though. I know. It so valid to uh, drop out after that. <laughs> it was pretty heartbreaking. Sad. And I thought, I'm going to become a triple jumper. Mm-hmm. So um, I joined Crawley Athletics Club, which is where I met ads. And that's where I... But actually, it's not how we met. <gasps> oh, wait. No, tell this story. <laughs> We actually met at a competition. So she was at a different club to me. And Rivals. we were in a regional competition. So I was already triple jumping at this point, And so was Hannah. Um, yeah, and we were trying to get English school standards. So I'm not sure if any of you would have heard of this. But it's quite a prestigious competition for English athletes who attend secondary school or college you try and get the standard and you try and compete at the Birmingham Alexander Stadium which is now the Commonwealth Stadium to um, compete in your discipline so we were trying to get 11 meters 11 centimeters right and we were both pretty close but not getting there and we were just kind of mutually explaining our frustrations to each other I did approach Hannah first and I just thought she's like a friendly face let's take our frustrations out on everything because we, we're frustrated we were both dead on 10 90 yeah yeah something 10 like that meters 90 centimeters yep. ish was our pbs yep. and we were both like oh we could get this uh-huh. that's how we bonded and yeah and alas here we are today well she did then join cruelly and i i i know that it's because i made I've, her join because she couldn't be away from me i chased her down yeah she hunted <laughs> me down even though she is from surrey i'm from sussex but she crosses the border to come to cruelly yeah, that that she comes overseas she loves this club so <laughs> I, much I yeah um so yeah i guess because i actually also and i guess what i focus on most now as an athlete is pole vault um, and I started that before I joined Crawley because my coach at my old athletics club was like, you used to be a gymnast, right? Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I was. And he was like, I think you'd be a great pole vaulter because notoriously pole vaulters are a little bit mental. You're falling from super high onto a crash mat. You're flying in the air on a pole, like three meters minimum. Mm. Um, and you need like lots of flexibility, strength, speed. Like it's, it's, an incredible discipline because it takes so much like skill across kind of it is the most incredible athletics discipline to get into i do salute you the closest thing to flying absolutely (laughs) um look up mondo duplantis for an example of this guys yeah mondo duplantis the king of pole vault he really is um so yeah i was also pole vaulting at the time when i joined crawley i joined crawley i was pole vaulting i was triple jumping i was having a great time we got to do loads of cool things with crawley it was a it was a better club than the club i'd come from so we were doing things like the nal which is the national athletics league mm-hmm. we traveled up to wigan wigan oh we road trip oh to yeah wigan manchester rise up yeah that was lovely yeah so lots of cool opportunities what i loved about like being part of crawley well i still am part of crawley yeah <laughs> <laughs> obviously when we're in loughborough we can't also train at Crawley because yeah. it's about three hours away yeah um but it was great to like be part of a proper team when we were doing things like leagues so the way athletics works is that your whole club will enter into leagues and you'll make a team of lots of people doing the individual disciplines but your points will get added together 
and you'll compete against other clubs and that was my favorite thing about it like you'd go in the buses to these leagues and you'd all compete together and cheer each other on like when people are running everyone's standing at the lines you know cheering everyone on it's also a summer sport so you're always doing it in the sun which i personally Mm. love so that's kind of where i am now Mm -hmm. i was at crawley up until coming to loughborough where i came to loughborough we obviously we came to loughborough in covid year so we did a lot of training our like makeshift training on the rugby pitch together oh wow throwback good time what a time um but um now i am a member of loughborough students athletics club and i am pole vaulting for them i have stopped triple jumping because we and we both have experience we'll probably delve this. into this more in later in episodes later episode. but yeah um, triple jump is a demanding discipline let me just leave it at that also known as cripple jump oh, absolutely. affectionately yeah <laughs> so yeah say no more injuries have prevented me from being a triple jumper um but i'm a pole vaulter now also have dipped my toe into triathlon recently mm-hmm. i've been training for a triathlon love doing yoga i do lots of yoga because i think that just helps with everything mental and physical health like i think i've become a better athlete since doing yoga um i also yeah played rugby for my school for about a year we were surrey champions and national plate winners no thanks to me i literally am a twig (laughs) i ran so fast with the ball because i was terrified of being tackled (laughs) that's that's a key part that's a key part but um i'm and i'm also i love dipping my toe into new sports i think like i think we're both a bit like this like we're willing to try anything and i think that's like my favorite thing about us like absolutely we'll do a bit of climbing here and there we'll run we'll like i'm up for anything when it comes to sport Mm -hmm. but that's kind of my uh quick whistle stop tour of my sporting journey fantastic you've Um, actually done so much my child like for how young you are you know that's a lot of different sports and i think that's credits to you know different parts of your life whether that's your your family obviously Mm. your individual motivation your school opportunities stuff like this yeah i think it's definitely like like my family like when i was two and i looked at the tv so many parents the best support network yeah i was very lucky that Mm -hmm. my parents were willing and they'd up until i could get my driver's license they'd drive me where i needed to be and i like i think you have similar with your parents oh definitely i think we're very lucky for that but extremely also it, lucky also it is like intrinsic motivation just like you've got to you've got to have one. yeah mm-hmm. and like your parents can only support you so far and like other support systems but yeah that's me um mm-hmm. on to you tell wow. me a little bit about yourself wow thank you for having me um <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> here all week well okay i'll give you the basics in, in black and white and then like in the future episodes i guess we can delve into the the to the better parts of things but essentially my main sport was cricket started when i was nine and funnily enough when i was nine there was no kind of grassroots for girls to play cricket so i was playing with the boys um it was because my brother was playing i think they wanted to get more girls involved so my dad was like yeah you're gonna play like you know it's you kind of dads kind of vicariously live through their children is what i believe (laughs) and you know he's lucky that i did enjoy cricket because he really wanted me to play um so i played with the boys and I became decent, you know, for a nine-year-old little girl. I could bowl, you know. It's not the easiest thing to do. So he actually took me for county trials. 
and I did get in and that's kind of where my cricketing journey began um I actually got to play with girls which was great for me you know a little bit more friendships that were meaningful um and I played county cricket for about four years and I ended up not trialing after that and and I'll get into this another time but yeah I just wasn't really enjoying it um but I've, I've carried on playing cricket since Mm-hmm. Um, I also then got into a football team. Um, yeah, I was playing left wing. Really, really enjoyed that. But I then knew I needed to get involved in athletics because I thought this was my calling. You know, you know, I just you know really what? wanted to get into it. I think it's interesting that you, like what you said about playing cricket and playing with the boys and mm-hmm. also playing football. They're like, I think obviously anyone can play any sport, but yeah. I think they are notoriously known a bit more as like boys sports absolutely yeah still to this day yeah 100% like you'd find young boys playing football but less so maybe girls yeah but I think it's pretty cool that you you didn't let it stop you yeah for sure for sure little nine-year-old me I didn't phase me bless me and that's such a good good, kind of a good mindset to have for any other like young girls out there oh definitely Go, absolutely go beat the boys yeah because they're not out of arm's length is what I'm saying no like 100% not yeah especially in skill-based sports like you can understand say in ones that need power and strength and speed because that's biological differences but skill-based sports like you are 100% on the same par as these people like so don't let it stop you and you can 100% get involved and yeah so yeah um I got into athletics and I started as a sprinter just like Hannah and like with triple jump it's a discipline that chooses you you know you think you think oh you go for a taster you enjoy it you're pretty good at it and there you are here you are dedicating three days of your life <laughs> every week to train for this and sport the gym. we are and both the gym. quite long-legged individuals yeah I think Hannah's definitely helped Hannah's us. body is 80% leg may I add <laughs> I 20% torso to no head neck. apparently <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, you kind of know if you're going to be good at this stuff if you have these kind of traits if you're like, yeah. you know, powerful, tall, whatever. But may I add this also will not stop you if you if you're yeah. going to be good at this because I know a lad in my group who's got GB standard and he's like not conventionally tall. Yeah. So you know it just some people just have a je ne sais quoi some people are just bouncy <laughs> touche honestly um so yeah um i got into triple jump i got to english schools which i was really happy about got into the final so came seventh in the country which was really fun and and i was like yeah i'm good at this i want to carry on loughborough's obviously the most prestigious university for sport came here I, I also knew Hannah at this point and we knew we were coming together which was really nice it oh kind of God. um lessened the nerves and we kind of you know found our bearings together which was really nice um yeah, so a, yeah it was a really comforting actually to yeah. also have someone who like has similar mor- morals that's so not the right word like a, yeah like, like ambitions similar, and like, yeah similar yeah. mindset as to how you want to take on uni because For we sure. did want to train and we wanted to put sure. at the forefront of our uni experience so even when covid was happening we were like we were in it together not absolutely oh yeah we trained more in covid than like not covid it was weird (laughs) but like our personalities are basically the same as well so it's disturbing yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah for real like so yeah um we've done a lot of stuff together and we've gone through the sporting journey together and since then i've still been doing athletics been going through a bit of an injury once more we'll delve into this another time but um it has it's caused a lot of hurdles excuse the pun once again but 
um, I am maybe going in a full cyclical um, end to my sporting career because I'm going back to cricket. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm still doing athletics, but um, cricket is back on the scene. And, yeah, I think it's watch been nice. this space. It's been nice to see, because as, as she did, like, allude to, has been really, like, struggling more than you probably care to let on with an injury for yeah. quite a while. Yeah. And it sucks. It really, it really does. Once again, something we'll cover. Yeah. But it's nice to see you now. Like, I feel like at the beginning of this year, beginning of the uni year, like, we're back in Loughborough, ready to, like, try new things. I feel like you're thriving again with being we able both to are. do cricket. Oh, definitely. I'm in a much happier space. Being now. able to be back on the track. Definitely. It's really Me nice and you have see. really just taken every opportunity. So it's only been a month and we've been absolutely <laughs> just not in the house. We live together, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we literally, like, we need to talk to each other less so we have stuff to talk about. Yeah, I know. When we come here, we're just in dead silence. You can hear tumbleweeds. Like, we've spoken about everything already. Birds chirping. But, no, yeah. um... So yeah, I guess that's that's us. That's a little yeah. bit about how we've come to be here at mm-hmm. Loughborough doing sport together. Yeah. Um, yeah, we kind of got the boring parts about our lives out of the way. <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully you can understand that this is why we wanted to do a podcast yeah. about sport. Yeah, I hope this has given you the context um, that will then lead on to the future episodes. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? And like as we've, we've already said like a hundred times, oh, we'll touch on that in further episodes. We want to like we have so much we want to talk about so much also would be really nice if any of you listeners out there think of something that you'd like us to touch on if anything that we've spoken about today has resonated with you or anything that you just think of if you um write in to us or follow our instagram yeah getting off track podcast going off track (laughs) (laughs) we're new to this guys hey this is showing all our authenticity so don't worry about mistakes (laughs) Thanks, Ads. She's my hype girl. <laughs> She's staring at me daggers over the test. Just because I came up with the name, just putting that out there. What? <laughs> she did come up with the name. I was, I, I had a name, but it wasn't as good. <laughs> I really gave her the Uno reverse card and was like, no, mine's better. And she I was like, okay. ran up to her like an excited puppy. I was like, I've got a podcast name. I've got a podcast name. And she was like, so do I. <laughs> and I was like, mine's so good. It, what was what was mine? Um, more than more a game. More than just, just a, game. a game. And I was like, it's more than just a game. And then Ads was like, okay. <laughs> mine's getting off track. And I was like... It's going off track. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it really doesn't matter. Yin and yang, whatever. Um, but we, we basically, we do want to hear from you guys as to what you want us to talk about. And we're very yeah. open to suggestions. So very open. Yeah. We'd be more than happy to talk about your questions. Yeah. And completely. see if we could, you know, give a nice perspective from our point of view. Yeah, about um, what we might do in situations. Yeah, because, like, obviously, disclaimer, we're not qualified to talk about mental health and physiology, but we can give our suggestions. Mm. So take everything with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Bearing in mind, we also do degrees that do relate to this. Oh, definitely. Um, and, like, again, we're not we're not qualified. We don't have our degrees yeah. yet, but hopefully we'll get them. Yeah, we've got um, a few brain cells, though. It's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're happy to bring our perspective to the table. Um... We Definitely. are going to round off the podcast by a fun Some game. quick fire questions. Of sport, would you rather? Yes. Um, well, some of mine don't have sport. They're just kind of weird ones. Okay. <laughs> mine, oh, mine are going to be 100% more serious than that. Okay. <laughs> this is fine. It just we'll adds a bit of... Light and shade. Spice. Light and shade. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, so quick fire. Maybe we'll just give the answers and then like maybe a sentence as to why that would happen. Yeah. Okay. Good. Mine is so rogue and weird. I I'm actually apologise. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Okay, I'll start off with the weirdest one, right? Okay, cool. Would you rather have Timothy Chalamet's head with Hugh Grant's body or Hugh Grant's head with Timothy Chalamet's body? <laughs> Hannah is creasing right now. I love you. <laughs> I love Timothy Chalamet. She is Timothy obsessed. Timothy Chalamet. Um, wait, Timothy Chalamet... Timothy Chalamet's head with Hugh Grant's body. Okay, that, that's that the answer I'm, I suspected to be Like, fun. young Hugh Grant, though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's okay. a fair point, that's a fair point. Right, what's my question? Um, Hit me up. Would you rather have... <laughs> I shouldn't is, have started with that question. This is okay. really niche. Okay. Um, there's context to this, but wait. Would you rather have your shorts rip at a training session while you're running... Or would you rather fall over in front of thousands of people at the Olympic Stadium? Sigh. Asterisk, sigh, closing asterisk. I mean... <laughs> so... Oh, God. I would rather rip my shorts. And... <laughs> Cue Spongebob ripped my pants on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Do you want to talk about it or do, or do I? Or... Uh, you tell the story. Okay. So... Sorry for going off track a little bit. Oh, hence that, that alas, that is our name, so I'm I'm allowed to say this. Don't um, Hannah and I actually went to the Olympic Stadium in London, quite a prestigious stadium, Queen Elizabeth Olympic Stadium. Um, you know, you might co- have heard of Man, no, not Manchester, uh, <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> You're in a different city right now. Oh, West, West Ham. West Ham train there. Yes, now. yes, yes, yes. Um, we were part of Miller Anniversary Games, actually. It's actually a um, a competition that links on with the Diamond League. So that's the, the best athletes in the world basically come together in this league. And we got the opportunity to do a relay at the Olympic Stadium. And um, I start, I was leg one, and this was for Crawley, and Hannah was leg three. And yeah, so I, I started off, gave a little wave to the camera. Thousands of fans were there, may they I What, what an occasion. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, I was so excited, but nervous. Got a great start. Pump on the track. Um, pass over to Grace, our second leg. Yeah, she was, she was flying. She was flying, absolutely flying. And um, alas, <laughs> <laughs> Hannah is ready to collect the baton. My heart was pumping. The adrenaline was flowing. I was, yes. I was ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too ready, arguably. She got absolutely obliterated by Grace. <laughs> completely she explodes over the track like roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the deck so hard. Slides about three metres, you know. But I didn't drop the baton and I got back up and I finished the run. We fit. We finished in last. Uh-huh. But um, it was it was humbling, to say the yep, least. Yep, the commentator was, uh, quote, oh! we've had all of there in front of thousands of people <laughs> and poor hannah's soul she was only 17 this video is available to watch on youtube we will give a link to the youtube video <laughs> and we really want you to watch it okay get the video to a million views so i can get some kind of sponsorship <laughs> some revenue <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's that so you'd rather split your shorts i'd rather split my me. shorts because i don't want to steal your spotlight hannah hey i live to tell the tale yeah okay i'll give you one now yeah go on um, hit me with would you rather every time you sneeze you change gender or every time you hiccup <laughs> you change sexuality every time i hiccup, i, I need to know sexuality. your answer. oh okay 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like I feel like getting to terms, coming to terms with, like gender yeah like you're fully changing as a human being aren't you and also i sneeze more regularly especially at the minute okay yeah true actually i haven't hiccuped in a hot minute i did have the hiccups yesterday but the thing is you only have them for a short period of time so for a short period of time i'd be willing to be fluid with my sexuality yeah but totally valid i I wouldn't have to come to terms with it daily i sneeze daily okay (laughs) yeah i i completely agree with you there actually okay Shall I go? Yeah. Would you rather date Luda Plantis or Jack Grealish? Mondo. Yeah! No thought about it. This man can fly six metres in the air. He's the world record holder. He's so groovy as well. I just don't think I'd have a meaningful conversation with Jack. Like, I really like him. He's a lovely man. Yeah. Very, very talented. I'd be kind of insecure about my own calves as well <laughs> because I'm happy with my calves, right? But if I compared them to Jack's, I would yeah. just be very upset i think, I think. his calves would be as like wide as my body to be oh honest. yeah honestly double the size of my head but lovely lovely man really like jack and i think he's proved himself with the way he handles himself um in front of the media with the fans yeah. he's absolutely lovely so i just wanted to say that because i really do like jack but i love mondo even more <laughs> bleep that out mondo de plant is the sexiest man alive yeah and if you're listening <laughs> imagine that swede is listening oh he has Um, better things to do oh um would you rather live a year in a nursing home or two months in jail (laughs) she's too stunned to speak (laughs) two months in jail okay oh oh just get it over and done with they're fine two months with like it's actually not that yeah also like just don't drop the soap (laughs) it's a woman's jail it's fine it's not so bad (laughs) god Okay. Um, moving swiftly on. Yeah. They feed you there, though. That's true. Nice. I do struggle feeding myself sometimes. That's true. Yeah, very true. Um, no, joking. Obviously, don't want to go to prison. If I had to. Yeah, it was a video. Okay. Um, oh, this is like this is not as fun or funny. That's and this fine. Is also sports related, but fine. fine. Let's go with it. Would you rather never play cricket again or never, never, never do athletics again? So this is. This is actually really difficult. I knew it would be. But I think I would never do athletics again just because I enjoy the social side of cricket so much and I think that would be the op- my mental health if I'm putting my mental health first. Wow, that's I'm <clears throat> shocked yeah. by that answer. But also, I get it because also we're getting older and I feel yeah. like if like for a sport that's sustainable across your life probably is this, gonna be this is cr- yeah <laughs> i agree like you can play this well into well any age really yeah. it's like golf but yeah. realistically athletics it takes its toll on your body so if i'm gonna have prolonged mental health that's what i'm going with amen so, sister yeah. yeah i like that good answer okay my one would you rather have bananas for fingers or hot dogs for toes tell me <laughs> wait, wait i just need to i need to think about this i okay. didn't visualize yeah <sighs> can i eat the bananas if i get hungry See, I did not think about these connotations, <laughs> so you can you can decide. Because obviously, you can eat your hot dogs as well if they're both edibles. Yeah, but the hot dogs are literally on the floor. <laughs> Five second rule. <laughs> the, the dogs are out. It has a new meaning. <laughs> yeah, true. And you've got banana skins, so like that's protecting it whenever you. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking. Okay, the only thing that's stopping me saying hot dogs is the fact that like my feet would be so long and flappy. I'd be like. Yeah. Uh, um, I feel like a diver with flippers. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. The webbed feet. But um, 
I th- oh, I think it would have to be hot dogs because like okay. I, I I like writing and typing and like yeah, touching valid. things, valid. picking things up. So valid. <laughs> there you go. That's my answer. Hard one. <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather be the first woman in the world or mm-hmm. have the triple jump world record, women's triple jump world record? Wow. Um. <clears throat> I'd be I'd want to be the fastest woman in the world and that's nothing on triple jump because obviously I train for triple jump but I do just think you get more media coverage as a sprinter and that's nothing on triple jump just the way it is yeah. I mean when you look at live streams and the tv I can barely see what's going on triple jump so yeah. I just think I'd, to make a better name for myself I'd rather beat Shikari Richardson yeah if you were going to be the best in the world at yeah. something 100 meters is kind of oh it's just it's that's the pinnacle of athletics really yeah, um I've got one more for, well yeah, yeah. um would you rather commit a serious crime but no one find out about it or be wrongly accused of committing a crime you didn't do? Ooh, how serious is serious? Am I serious. murdering someone? Serious crime. Wrongly accused of a crime I didn't do would... Like, I think I'd actually cry. I know, I know, not even... I th- I'd be so angry. I hate injustice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it boils my blood. But on the other record. end of the spectrum, you have actually committed that crime and you have to live with it even if no one knows about it i feel like i know what my answer is <laughs> I feel like i'm gonna get cancelled but i'd commit the crime yeah. and no one find out because i just like I'd, I'd actually be happy if someone did find out if i did it yeah but if i didn't do it and i'm getting punished for it yeah i'm gonna spend every day of my life just yeah i i <laughs> I don't agree, but like I know I do agree, but I'm going for the other option just because like my guilty conscience would make me suffer You're in my life. Like I wouldn't be happy. A better woman so. than I am. At- it's a hard one though, isn't it? No, so, yeah, and I also it does really depend on the crime. Like yeah. I think, I don't think I'd be. To be honest, I would be found out if I committed a crime. I'm a terrible liar. So. Yeah, you would definitely tell like someone in a waiting room at a doctor's appointment or something. <laughs> like you'd just have to tell. I'd them. come home and I'd be like, girls, guess what I did today? Oh gosh, but in that cheery mood. <laughs> so um, it's kind of a redundant question. <laughs> okay, but um, okay, fine. <laughs> Would you rather be good at all sports that use a ball or all sports that are played in water? Oh, all sports that are with a ball, 100%. Yeah. I just don't really enjoy water unless I'm on holiday. See, I just love water. Also, how cool would it be to be able to surf? Yeah, yeah. but like... Um, a ball West girl. Wittering Beach, like where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> Norfolk coast every single beach in the uk is hammering through the ice to try surfing in england no (laughs) have you seen the people on new year's day who go out and do kite surfing those people literally that i mean i respect them (laughs) you are one of those people aren't you (laughs) (laughs) i'm on the beach i'm just not in the water yeah (laughs) i think i'd pick i think i'd pick water okay yeah no that's cool but there are more sports that use a ball yeah, I mean, if I'm talking cricket, then I'd love to. Exactly. That's got a ball. So. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Right, well. That has come to the end of our first episode from Going Off Track. Yeah, thank you for listening. Wow. This has been that was so fun. super fun. That was so fun. And we can't wait. I mean, I'm speaking for both of us, but yeah. I know we both can't wait to oh, come yeah. back and talk every week with you guys. On a new topic that we can delve into, yeah. the rich qualitative data. Mm. Mm, delicious 
<laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just in dissertation mode. Yeah, but like, yeah, we just can't wait to come and talk about our own experiences and hopefully help people out a bit with things that you might be struggling yeah, for sure. because everyone and their mom at Loughborough does a sport or seven so yeah <laughs> yeah no in between trust me right anyway it's been great talking to you yeah we'll see you next week have a fantastic day bye see ya